Today is the second day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is awesome to be here with you today. We uh, we set sail yesterday uh, into this new year and we're barely away from shore. Uh, but we are certainly on the voyage uh, of the year and uh, of a lifetime as we go through the entire Bible this year. And, uh, and do it together. Do it in community. And it's hard to describe what that's like until you, uh, until you make one, one trip. And we are on that trip. We're just all sort of getting moved in for the year. Kind of getting everything situated. Understanding uh, where everything goes and how it all works. And that'll happen. We just step by step, day by day. A little bit more gets unpacked. And then we find a rhythm. And off we go. Sailing, <laughs> sailing through the year. So we established yesterday that we'll be reading a little bit of the Old Testament, a little bit from the New Testament, uh, a little bit from Psalms, and a little bit from Proverbs every day as we take this journey. And uh, we did that yesterday. But every time that we come to a new book, we uh, will talk about it, give a little context. That's a that's a big deal around here. The context of uh, any particular book. Uh, this helps us to. Uh, to understand who it was written to and when it was written and, and, and what it was trying to communicate and how those who had originally heard it would have understood it so that we can, uh, so that we uh, can contextualize it into our own lives uh, appropriately and, and get the knowledge that God has bestowed upon us through the scriptures. So we began in the Old Testament yesterday with the book of Genesis and we talked about that. Uh, today, when we get to our New Testament portion, we'll talk about the book of Matthew, which we began uh, yesterday, but like I said, we're slowly moving into the year, finding our rhythm. So before we talk about Matthew, let's, uh, let's go into the book of Genesis and, and see where we are in the story. We're reading from the Christian Standard Bible this week, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. Verse 26. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. But about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, You must not eat it or touch it, or you will die. No, you won't die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and they hid from the Lord God 
among the trees of the garden. So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Then he asked, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man replied, The woman you gave to be with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate. So the Lord God asked the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than any livestock and more than any wild animal. You will move on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. He said to the woman, I will intensify your labor pains. You will bear children with painful effort. Your desire will be for your husband, yet he will rule over you. And he said to the man, Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, do not eat from it. The ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by means of painful labor all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. You will eat bread by the sweat of your brow until you return to the ground, since you were taken from it. For you are dust, and you will return to dust. The man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made clothing from skins for the man and his wife, and he clothed them. The Lord God said, Since the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, he must not reach out, take from the tree of life, eat, and live forever. So the Lord God sent him away from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove the man out and stationed the cherubim and the flaming, whirling sword east of the Garden of Eden to guard the way to the Tree of Life. The man was intimate with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. She said, I have had a male child with the Lord's help. She also gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel became a shepherd of flocks, but Cain worked the ground. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. The Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious, and he looked despondent. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you furious? And why do you look despondent? 
If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's guardian? Then he said, What have you done? Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed, alienated from the ground that opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood you have shed. If you work the ground, it will never again give you its yield. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. But Cain answered the Lord, My punishment is too great to bear. Since you are banishing me today from the face of the earth, and I must hide from your presence and become a restless wanderer on the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord replied to him, In that case, whoever kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. And he placed a mark on Cain, so that whoever found him would not kill him. Then Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain was intimate with his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch. Then Cain became the builder of a city, and he named the city Enoch after his son. Arad was born to Enoch. Arad fathered Mahujael. Mahujael fathered Methusael. Methusael fathered Lamech. Lamech took two wives for himself, one named Ada and the other named Zillah. Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of the nomadic herdsmen. His brother was named Jubal. He was the father of all who play the lyre and the flute. Zillah bore Tubal Cain, who made all kinds of bronze and iron tools. Tubal Cain's sister was Naamah. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, pay attention to my words. For I killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain is to be avenged seven times over, then for Lamech it will be seventy-seven times. Adam was intimate with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. For she said, God has given me another child in place of Abel, since Cain killed him. A son was born to Seth also, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Okay, so now we have come to uh, our New Testament reading for the day, which is, uh, this will be our second day in the book of Matthew. 
And we talked about the book of Genesis yesterday to get into uh, into our year, and so now let's let's talk about what we're reading in the book of Matthew. Matthew, just like Genesis, is a part of a grouping of books, and uh, this particular grouping of books has four titles in it: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and these are known as the Gospels. Now, uh, in terms of time, like when these books were written, Mark is, uh, is the first of the Gospels to be written, followed by Matthew, then by Luke, and then by John. So uh, we're reading the book of Matthew first, and we might think like, well, why are, we, why are they not in the order they were written? Uh, well, we'll get, that, get to that in a second. The first three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are known as the Synoptic Gospels. And uh, they're called this because uh, they share the same blueprint. And it is thought that that blueprint is the Gospel of Mark, the first Gospel. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke share a lot of the same stories, actually in a lot of the same exact wording, uh, but not entirely. So Mark comes first. It's, you know, sort of the first rough-hewn Gospel written about the life of Jesus ever. This happens maybe 10, 15 years after Jesus' death. The Gospel of Matthew comes about a decade, decade and a half later. And uh, Matthew has a specific purpose. Yes, it's utilizing some of the stories found in Mark, but it expands upon those stories. And it's written for a specific purpose. To reveal that Jesus is the fulfillment of so much of what had been foretold in the Old Testament, uh, which is a fitting way to uh, begin the New Testament uh, by revealing that the Old Testament prophecies have have and are being fulfilled in this person of Jesus, God in the flesh come to earth. Now, Matthew, uh, Matthew is one of the 12 apostles of Jesus and uh, so he speaks, you know, with the, with the voice of a first-hand uh, uh, witness to the events that are recorded. And uh, in terms of Matthew, as we'll see, Jesus calls him, but he was a, a tax collector. And in the first century, uh, I mean, he worked for the, the Roman authorities. And uh, he's co- uh, collecting taxes from, uh, from his Hebrew brothers and sisters. And so uh, these, these people are thought of as traitors. Uh, and uh, that's why the tax collector uh, in the New Testament is is like an outcast person. They betray their own people and exploit their own people, and so they're they're hated. Uh, but the, uh, you know they're willing to do it because it's a lucrative thing, and they can become wealthy uh, up and above, and you know be perceived more as a, like aligned with the Roman culture instead of the uh, the outcast Hebrews. So when Jesus calls Matthew, uh, uh, he has everything to lose. And he leaves it all behind and follows Jesus. So from that perspective, what we're reading is is from a man who gave up a life that he knew uh, that that was working for him in exchange uh, for this fantastic leap of faith to follow a man that he believed was the son of God. And, uh, you know, since, since the topic of the Gospels is centered around uh, the life and ministry of Jesus, we'll start to get to know Jesus pretty well in, the, in this book. Uh, and we'll start to understand his personality and his 
style and uh, we'll encounter over 20 parables in the Gospel of Matthew. And parables are like symbolic picture stories that that Jesus used a a lot in his ministry to not just, you know, give information, but to draw a picture that spoke to something deeper, the issues of the heart, the interior life, where according to Jesus, the kingdom of God is and is coming and is now and is among us. And now that is one thing we will be uh, hard-pressed to miss in the book of Matthew. The rumblings of the kingdom of heaven, and that it is near, and that it is now, and that Jesus came to not only be the king of this kingdom, but to announce it. And uh, so we take our second step from the book of Matthew. Today, chapter 2, verse 13 through 3. Verse 6. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophets might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be consoled because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, because those who intended to kill the child are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. For he is the one spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, who said, A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John had camel hair garments with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then people from Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the vicinity of the Jordan were going out to him. 
and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Psalm 2 Coronation of the Sun Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and His Anointed One. Let's tear off their chains and throw their ropes off us. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord ridicules them. Then he speaks to them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath. I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will declare the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with an iron scepter. You will shatter them like pottery. So now, kings, be wise. Receive instruction, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverential awe and rejoice with trembling. Pay homage to the sun, or he will be angry, and you will perish in your rebellion. For his anger may ignite at any moment. All who take refuge in him are happy. Proverbs 1, 7-9 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and don't reject your mother's teaching, for they will be a garland of favor on your head and pendants around your neck. Okay, so uh, so so we covered some significant territory, and we're not like even away from shore yet. Right? We're just like day two into our voyage through the scriptures, and uh, we're we're just getting out of the harbor, and we've covered some significant territory. Today, in the book of Genesis, uh, we see one of the most saddest portions of scripture that we're going to encounter. And there are some pretty sad scenes that we'll, we'll find in the Bible. But this one is particularly sad because it sets the trajectory for the human race. There's a, there's a garden and it's called Eden and there's a tree of life and there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we probably all know this story. And, uh, and we know that, you know, Eve has a conversation with a serpent and uh, she eats from the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that she was forbidden to eat from. She gives the fruit to Adam. They eat. This is known as the fall of man. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad on a number of levels, but it's sad. Uh, it's a sad scene to see God walking in the garden at the end of an evening and 
looking for his children to spend some time with them and and they're hiding and they never knew to hide before they never knew fear like that before they never knew they were naked before and so when God finds them he says uh, what are you doing here and they're like uh, I was naked so I hid that right there friends pretty much describes our lives if you think about it for a moment I was naked I was exposed so I hid and uh, it's just sad because God looks at them and says what have you done and uh, and here we are <laughs> here, here we are and uh, this is the trajectory that we chose and now we see how we got from there to here and we see murder introduced and we see hatred introduced into the story in today's reading alone uh, so there's there's plenty to think about and meditate upon just from the book of Genesis today and then we came into the New Testament read from the book of Matthew and, and we discussed Matthew already but uh, probably if you were paying attention you can see that that you know, like you can't turn around in the book of Matthew without Jesus fulfilling some sort of prophecy. That is the intention of this particular gospel, is to connect those dots from the ancient Hebrew story to what God was doing in the world when Jesus came. Because it was a new thing. And uh, people were having a very, very difficult time. And we'll talk about that as we move through the entire New Testament. Matthew's gospel, as well as so many of the other writers in the New Testament, are to, uh, to reveal to the Hebrew people, this is not a surprise. Right? This has been foretold all along. What is happening is something that we, we have been looking for and waiting for. And uh, we'll see how that story pans out and how it unfolds as we continue in the book of Matthew and through the rest of the gospels. Uh, and then we get into uh, our reading from Proverbs today, and we're told that the fear of the Lord, so this is the awe and respect, um, the overwhelming awareness of how sovereign and how powerful and how almighty that God is, and there's no way we can comprehend that with our minds. So we come to a place of silence and awe because it, there's no way to, it's too, God is too powerful too big, too beyond us. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And it is a fool who despises wisdom and discipline. So, this is just day two. We aren't even out of the harbor. And the Bible is speaking to the depths of our identity. I mean, stir that around in your cup today. I was naked, and so I hid. And realize how much that describes your life. Or meditate upon the fact that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's where we start. That is the starting point. And there's so much there to contemplate. And so, Father... We thank you for your word. 
We thank you for bringing us into this new year and, and, and letting us set sail once again for a journey that will take us physically all the way around the sun. And uh, we will experience all of the seasons of, of where we live on this planet. And every day will be a new beginning for us and we will have the opportunity to make choices that are going to matter and are going to add up to what this year of our life looks like. And you have given us a gift that uh, no matter what is going on, we can consult and we can come back to and you can speak to us through your word. And so we are grateful. And uh, we're looking at it and seeing, oh, this does touch everything. And you've touched some deep things in our lives today alone. But by the time this year is over, you will have uh, you will have touched everything about our identity and who we are, and we will have choices to make. And so come Holy Spirit, uh, lead us into all truth. This is your promise, and this is why we've come here, to allow your word to speak on its own behalf, to hear every word that is in this book, uh, to understand its context, and uh, to not be confused about it anymore. And the less we become confused about your word, the less we become confused about our lives. Uh, because it is showing us how to live here. So we thank you and we invite you. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. And uh, that's home base. That's where you find out what's going on around here. So as we're kind of moving into this year and just moving into the different books and finding our place and finding our rhythm, uh, th there's a lot of little things just to kind of know um, and that you just kind of get to know. And dailyaudiobible.com being home base is one of those things. That's uh, it's where you find out what's going on around here. Uh, the, the prayer wall lives at dailyaudiobible.com uh, where brothers and sisters from all over the world are praying for each other about all kinds of stuff on a continual basis. So uh, visit the prayer wall. Uh, and if you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, and by the way, if you're not using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can download it for free uh, for your Android device, uh, for your Android tablets, um, for your uh, uh, Amazon-based tablets, or for uh, Apple devices. Uh, the app allows you to stay connected not only to all the things that we're talking about like the prayer wall but you can check off each day that you've listened to you know and kind of keep track of of where you are you can take notes we're big into that and we'll get to journaling soon enough but sort of feel like if this is god's word and god is speaking through his word then if god is speaking then we probably should take notes in one way or another and so uh, the, there's the ability to just take notes in the app and kind of store them and look back over them as you go through the year. So uh, yeah, the, the app is available. It's a, it's a free download and it, it connects you to all this stuff. But the Daily Audio Bible website's a place to find out everything that's going on around here. So be sure to check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, uh, this, is, this is something that is a, a, this is a community project. Yeah, we're we're 14 uh, we're moving into our 14th year now. And we haven't missed a day in these years and it's been a 7 day a week thing, but 
it's been a community experience. Like there's no big uh, organization behind all of this. The Daily Audio Bible is something that kind of rose up out of the dust of the internet and, uh, and has become a, a thriving community around the world. And everything that we've ever done, we've done together. And uh, so, so thank you for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upright, upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And uh, as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, there are a number of numbers that you can dial, depending on where you are in the world. If uh, you are in the Americas, 877 877- 942-4253 is the number to dial. And if it helps, 877-94-BIBLE is the number to dial. If you are in the UK or Europe, 4420360880078 is the number to call. And if you are in Australia or uh, the lands down under, 613 613- 8820-5459 is the number to call. And uh, that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, Daily Audio Bible Community. This is Diane Olive Brown from Newburgh, Indiana. Shalom, shalom. It is Christmas Day. December 25th, 2018. And I'm listening to the uh, reading for today at 2.09 p.m. And my kids are out somewhere. My husband's here somewhere. But a girl came on, said, nobody will help me. Nobody, I have a case manager for my son. They, I... I, put, I tried to get him to an apartment. He couldn't take care of himself. We put him in a home and they kicked him out. Nobody's helping me. I don't know what to do. And I want to respond to you, dear sister, that I'm going to be praying for you. And I kind of understand a little bit of what you're going through because my son, He's 37, has had problems with drugs since seventh grade. He's now just started to get into his own apartment, and he's struggling to keeping ends meet there. But I understand how you feel, and I don't understand a world that will not help people like you and me will not help them. We need homes. We need homes for orphans. We need homes for young men and women who who are have issues with depression and, and other things that keep them from 
being able to. Hello, everybody. Hey, this is from Oklahoma City. Hey, thank you all for the shout-outs on the Christmas thing. I love you guys so much, and Christmas actually turned out really well. I think I'm the only person who actually lost weight during Christmas because uh, I ended up with a really bad stomach virus. Oh, it was miserable. So, anyways, um, I hope y'all ate them for me because I didn't get anything, nothing. So, anyways, hey, um, I got to tell you guys, I was uh, out in the garage and I was working on little motorcycles and I was getting some parts I was getting ready to work on. And so I had to move my big blue bike out of the way and I look down and what do I see? A big old flat tire down there. I was like, oh man. But in uh, in taking off the saddlebags and all that stuff, I find, uh, I look at my brakes and one of my brakes was almost broke in half. I don't know what happened. Something came apart and I didn't know it. And had I actually rode that bike, had I like I had intended to, I would have got, probably gotten hurt. You know, something would have bad, something bad would have happened. So, you know, I know times are tough for folks sometimes, and and then we think, oh my goodness, just one more thing, right? Well, sometimes that one more thing has a surprise behind it, and a hidden blessing or a warning or something behind it. So, you know what, look out for those things to come to pass, right? And uh, I'm thanking God for the flat tire because, boy, it, it could have it really hurt me, you know, had I proceeded without investigating further. So, you know, when something is like that, investigate further and see what the cause is behind it. So, and I think it's pretty awesome that, that God cared enough about my, my well-being that he gave me a flat tire in the first place. Hi, <laughs> JB family. This is Ronke calling from the UK. Um, just to say thank you very much for you for lifting me up in prayers and my husband when he was poorly and, and sick in the hospital. Sadly, he passed away two weeks ago. And um, the funeral is going to be tomorrow, so I'll appreciate you guys if you can stand with me in prayers and um, just pray for strength, pray that God has, would touch people through his funeral and people's lives will be changed. And just to say, I appreciate you all. God bless you. Thank you very much. Hi, This is the burning bush that will not be devoured for the glory of our God and King. Guys, it's to Thursday after Christmas, and I just got some good news about China and Ben. Congratulations to the Harden family. China, I remember you 10 years ago when you were doing daily audio Bible kids with your brother Max. And um, you've always been such a mature adult being <laughs> a kid. And uh, my younger son, who's 11 now, was born and he grew up listening to the DAB. And he um, he listened to your podcast when you were little. And I am just so filled with joy for your family. I am so overwhelmed with joy. And it's just amazing how time flies. 
Um, God bless you. God bless your union. God bless the man of your home and the man of your heart. And I pray that God will continue to be the head of your life, that he will continue to hold you two together in love. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that the rest of this family is going to have a wonderful new year. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hello, Merry Christmas and good morning. My name is Bridget from New Jersey, and today is Thursday, December 27th, and I just heard the great news, Brian, for your daughter, China. God bless her and her fiancé, and uh, just God be on the throne, uh, and just bless this and prosper this beautiful relationship uh, of two Christians together, and, and as Jesus said, one, two or more gathered in my name, I will be near. And I'm just uh, praying for China and Ben for uh, just a beautiful life together. And I'm also calling in for prayer uh, for my husband and his daughter. Um, my husband's name is Brian and uh, his daughter, Jessica, they're having strife. Uh, she has hardened heart and only thought to change that. But I need prayer family because this is my church, this is my family, and this is what I've been listening to for 13 years, and I just love everyone. I know everyone's voices, and I hear all the prayers. I don't call in that much, but um, I just need prayer for uh, this family for just to reunite together once again. And I love you, family, and I pray for all of you each and every day. And always remember, Jesus is our everything, our Savior, our physician, our life, our counselor, our redeemer, our rock on which we stand. I love you, family. Have a happy and blessed New Year to all. 